Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're back in the book of Job. You know, for me, guys, this book has just been, I think, a really important book for me. Just it shows the struggle that people go through. It shows that inner struggle on this great spiritual battlefield. And we think we're doing okay, but maybe we're not doing okay. And God sometimes uses things to show us we're not doing okay. Job was successful. Job had an, a nice family. Job had a lot of possessions. Job, you know, felt pretty good about his life, you know. And this answers the question, um, people who feel really good about their life or pretty good about their life, are they really doing good or are they not doing good? And I think it is a deadly trap for all of us to be in when we say, hey, you know what, I'm doing okay. My joy is coming from, you know, my life I'm living. But God, you know, had this conversation and he, and he lets us have a window into this conversation in heaven where he's talking with Satan, where he's, where, you know, God says, you know, I'm going to show Job, you know, for, you know, his life from my point of view. And basically, Job, you know, thinks he's pretty good. But when he, when you see the amount of suffering that Job goes through, Job is living how each one of us, uh, uh, Job is living out his condition. This is kind of like how all of us really are before God. This is how what our condition is. We are vile. We are. We should all be suffering this badly, and. It is a window into what we look like before God, and that is so sobering to me, you know, and I have to think about this because we're all used to thinking we're good people, and we're trying to be good people, we're trying to do the right things, and that is true from a, a, a human perspective. From God's perspective, there is nothing that we can do that will make us good. There is nothing that we can do to make us less wicked. And that is truly, truly sobering. And the, and the back and forth arguments that these guys are having all have their platitudes. They're all sort of true in a way, 
but it fails to take into the account God's plan to save man. And um, circumstances do not equal God's favor with someone or God's disfavor with someone. And that is what Eliphaz is kind of arguing in chapter 22. Eliphaz now is arguing arguing back to Job. Again, I believe it's the third time. They're going round and round. He opens his response with three rhetorical questions. And they ask Job whether it really makes sense that would that God would bring someone to suffer who is wise, who is blameless, or who fears him. Why would God do that? You know? And Eliphaz argues that since wisdom is profitable for the person and not somehow profitable to God, you know, God doesn't need any more wisdom than he already has, there could be no purpose for suffering other than to indicate judgment and a need to repent. Now, this is a pretty deep argument. You know, God doesn't need any more wisdom from watching you suffer, Right? So why would he be doing that to get wisdom? No. Why, and what profit, you know, does God get, you know? And so in, so in, in framing, according to my study Bible, in framing his response this way, Eliphaz inverts Job's own earlier reasoning that any sin of his could be of no consequence to a great God. So he's basically saying, you know, your life doesn't mean much to him. And... He asserts that Job's circumstances on earth are transparent and exhaustive indicators that can and ought to be read only as signs of God's judgment. God is obviously judging you, Job, and you need to um, understand that. So we're jumping right in here. Chapter 22, verse 1, can a man be profitable to God? Obviously, no. Nothing you can do. Brings profit to God. That's what Eliphaz is arguing. Surely he who is wise is profitable to himself. Is it any pleasure to the Almighty if you are right? Or is it gain to him if you make your way blameless? No, it doesn't affect God in any way. It is for your fear of him that he reproves you and enters into judgment with you. Okay, so it doesn't help God in any way if you're... If you're trying to create wisdom or, you know, it doesn't help him. So the only thing you are experiencing is judgment. You're not bringing any value to the table. So he's saying, verse 5, is not your evil abundant? There is no end to your iniquities, for you have extracted pledge, pledges of your brothers for nothing and stripped the naked of their clothing. Clothing You have given no water to the weary to drink, and you have withheld bread for the hungry. The man with power possessed the land, and, favored, and the favored man lived in it. You've sent widows away empty. In the arms of the fatherless were crushed. Verse 12. Is not God high in the heavens? See the stars, the highest stars, how lofty they are. But you say, what does God know? How can he judge through the deep darkness? You know, you're saying, God can't judge me. You know? And Eliphaz is saying, God can judge. And he is judging. Verse 21, agree with God and be at peace. Thereby good will come to you. Okay, so he's basically saying, agree with God in his judgment on you. Yes, God can judge. You bring nothing to the table. All the goodness in your life means nothing to God. So that is true. 
from the human perspective. Now, Job replies in verse 23, in chapter 23, Job is saying, where's God? And Job is tired of arguing this case before his friends, which is revealed partly by the way he ignores Eliphaz now. And he just expresses his longing to be able to come before God directly because Job trusts God. He trusts his ways. And now he's just sort of saying, I'm done with this guy. And he's sort of like, you can imagine him sort of looking up to the heavens saying, I, I need you. Where are you? And so um, chapter uh, 23, verse 2, today, also my complaint is bitter. My hand is heavy on account of my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him. He's looking for God. That I might come even to his seat. I would lay my case before him and fill my mouth with his arguments. I would know what he would answer me and understand what he would say to me. Okay? Job is looking for God. Verse 8. Behold, I go forward, but he's not there, and backward, but I do not perceive him. Verse 10. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. Verse 12. I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my portion of food. Job's desire is, is to find God. He needs comfort. This is what he needs so badly. And this is... Um, Job is looking for judgment for his case. He needs grace. And this is what Eliphaz is failing to see. Yes, judgment is upon us. Yes, we all, all of us, even you too, Eliphaz, will come under judgment. We are all condemned. And Job is longing for a just judge. But what both of them fail to understand is the gospel message. God has a plan to reconcile everyone to him. Me too. You too. Everybody who's listening. You too. And that's Christ laying down his life for our sin. We, But it is amazing to look at our wicked condition because God has put Job into the perfect picture of his own condition. And we see the world judging him on that. But there is a way out. So we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. I look forward to your take on this study today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And yes, it is a battle. And we'll see you next time tomorrow as we continue studying this precious word of God for us. And as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean.